And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. There are times, I think, Doc Mashed Potatoes at Doc Manson, that um, I should weigh myself tomorrow morning and then weigh myself tomorrow night just to see how big of a difference Thanksgiving's actually going to make. Well, do you really want that that heartache, that burden, that knowledge to be with you for the rest of your life when the holidays roll around? I don't think so. No, but it's kind of, I guess it would quantify it officially, but I know that the pants I'm wearing right now may not fit on Friday. Yeah, yeah, you definitely got, I mean, I think we've all got those pairs of pants, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews, um, that, you know, are barely DC, sort of- DC Stuffing Bowl Matthews. Well, yeah, but it's not at DC Stuffing Bowl Matthews. No. That's true. But that is my my posted name, at least until so, tomorrow's over. Let me ask you a question, DC Stuffing Bowl Matthews. Yes. Are you just copying me? Did you see that I changed my name and then you said, that's a good idea, it's fun, it's festive, I'm going to get into it? I'll be honest. I'll be 100% honest. Yes, I did. All right. Well, I would like you to publicly thank me. I will publicly thank you here on the podcast, and I will go on to the Twitter and publicly thank you there, too. You will be twice thanked, because as we as we all know, you deserve more praise. I do. I do. So I'm going to thank you for that. Um, so holiday plans, big eating day. We're heading up north, as we usually do. The whole family will be there. Um, Then some shopping on Friday, and then who knows? Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds riveting. That sounds like a good time. A good time had by DC Matthews and company. Uh, Have the plans changed since I last heard? Um, I don't remember what you last heard, but no, we're going down south. Uh to visit uh, Mrs. Manson's parents for the day, and um, that should be great. Yeah. It should be a wonderful time. Have you had Thanksgiving there before? No, never. First time. How are they food-wise? Snobby is probably... I mean, you know, I would say foodie, except they're the wrong generation... To be a foodie, that they're more just very health conscious, uh, sort of gourmet, and do you know what's on the menu? I don't, but I can guarantee mashed potatoes will not be on the table. Really? Yeah, there's no way. That's all. Um, will you, know, you bring starch? Your, will you bring your own? We'll probably bring um, sweet. We're bringing sweet potatoes because that's what we were asked to bring. And even those, I'm not convinced that they're going to eat because I'm pretty sure that Mrs. Manson put sugar into them so that they wouldn't be, you know, disgusting. But I've literally gone to their house and had sweet potatoes with nothing but nutmeg in them before. And I don't know if you know this, contrary to the name, but sweet potatoes mashed upon themselves with nutmeg are not sweet enough. Yeah. At least uh, not for my palate. I think you should bring your own mashed potatoes and gravy. Because I would assume gravy oh, will no. not be on the table either. There will be no gravy. Mrs. Manson doesn't even know what gravy is. So, okay, I'm assuming we're going to... Like, they might, they, it might just be they might cook just the breast. Not even the dark meat. It just might be white meat and salad. No, they'll do the whole Turk, but... <sighs> They're going to do homemade cranberry sauce, which is, as we, you know. We've had this just the other day, just yesterday, in fact, on yeah. DC and Doc Talk. We go through our 
Thanksgiving do's and don'ts. We talk strategy and how to set up your plate. It's a. I'm not sure that there will be. You know, uh, dressing. I imagine I, I, I don't even know if there'll be stuffing, to be honest. I would like to think that there will be, but. Uh, so, so are you going to. Have like, are you going to make or ask Mrs. Manson to make some traditional Thanksgiving things for the weekend? Because I'm assuming you're not working for the rest of the week. No. Are you working Friday? I'm not. I have a doctor's appointment Friday morning. So I would assume, you know, sometime Saturday, make the dressing, make the mashed potatoes, just drown it in gravy. Yeah. Because, you know, that's exactly what your doctor is going to want you to do after that appointment is. Well, potatoes are high in potassium, so he might be be down for that. Maybe you could get mashed bananas. Maybe Mrs. Manson's parents would make it. Can I ask an odd odd question Mm -hmm. to you? Uh, Since we've last spoken, um, a famous Manson has passed away. That would be one Charles Manson. I don't want to, like, talk about him too much. But did that give you any pause? I know that's not what you're named for. You're named for Cactus Jack Manson, not not Charles Manson. Every time Charles Manson is in the news, I think to myself, Self, you chose a very poor handle. I mean, I still think that it, it's it's a good handle in that it does provide homage to, uh, you know, Nick Foley and not in a, you know... Uh, overtly obvious way. It's a little more subtle than that. So, you know, I, I like it for that. And, you know, I think when you think Manson, obviously you do think, you know, crazy, unhinged. I think it, it, it you know, it, it sort of reflects to some extent the persona uh, I like to pretend to have. But I mean, you know, I, I'm, I gotta say, you know, naming myself after one who, of course, I didn't name myself after him, but naming myself with someone who shares that same name and who was most famous for trying to incite a race war through a series of, you know, controlled murders. Uh, yeah, probably not my brightest moment. I'm going to go ahead and say, but now ideally, you now know, the his healing not, began. now the healing can begin. Now it's not like you're, you know, his name's going to come up in a lot of conversation at least do you th- well? Okay, here's the thing, though. So it's nice to say now the healing can begin, but in terms of taking back the name Manson, I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know that I'm going to be able to, at least in my internet lifetime, uh, be able to take back that name. What, what do you think? Do you think that's possible? Because I'm not so sure. Well, and I suppose it depends on you know if in a wrestling conversation, I would assume. If, if on, you know, out on the street, you encountered a member of the neighborhood, especially a UK bestie, and you ask them, if I say Manson, what's the first thing you think of? They would say you. I would I, hope. I don't know about that. Charles I think Manson was pretty yeah. famous. Yes. Infamous. Yes. 30, 40 years ago. I still think his name it's, plays in the media. You know, I, I'm not as woke as you are. No, you're but, not. But... You know, people. I mean, you're downright asleep. Let's be honest. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's it's just kind of permanent hibernation for me. Um, but there were a lot of people, you know, kind of, you know, not necessarily giving props to Charles Manson, but what? essentially, there were people on Twitter and social media who were like talking about Charles Manson with close enough to reverential tones that really? people that people were like, you don't know what you're. They're too young to really understand what Charles Manson was. He was just the crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's not good, though. No. Yeah, and this guy, I would say, was infamous, but, like, yeah, I it sort of crosses a line when you start thinking of him as a celebrity or, you know, a horror icon or something. Like, that. that marginalizes, I think, the actions of the man. I don't know if we've had this talk before either. Like, I don't like using the term monster uh, to refer to men. Like, a lot of people like to say, ah, Hitler was a monster. And I, I don't really think that's a, a, a good way to describe people. Uh, not to is get too because, deep on this episode of DVD well, Wrestling. But is, I think it's it, good to remember 
What, what, go ahead. I the the jokester in me wants to know: Is it because you don't want to give Frankenstein and the Wolfman that sort of <laughs> connotation? I know where no. you're going to actually go with this. Yeah, you know, we're 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 stepping back into the Chris Benoit territory right sure, now. Sure, absolutely, is where we're heading. I mean, I, I just my point is. You should remember that these were men. You should remember the evil that which men is men are capable, and you, you shouldn't trivialize or marginalize that by by claiming that these people were otherworldly or or in some way not human. No, they were human, and that's what makes them terrifying. And you should remember that and steer clear. You know what I mean? At least that's mm-hmm. my. My sort of uh, opinion. I absolutely would agree with you here on this very. Did you spill water like everywhere? Yeah, ev- it's, it's everywhere. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's focus back on the positives here, though. Though I do think we're going to kind of bounce around a bit. We would be remiss if we did not mention um, Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver. This is the first time we've chatted since then. As usual, Doc Manson at Doc Manson is the winner of the predictions and productions. 10 out of 13 correct, as opposed to my 8 out of 13. I almost had a perfect run for Survivor Series, the main card. Right up until the end. Right until Literally the end. Literally everything until the main event. I was batting 1.0, and then you know, my, my mistake, my mistake, DC, and I blame you for this for not, <laughs> for not bringing this up on the of show. Of course you do. My mistake was not remembering that Triple H was involved. If I had remembered that Triple H was involved and part of the Raw team, I would have, I should have known better than to doubt for a moment that he was going to be victorious. Much as it's, it, was, it was impossible for me to even consider the idea of Asuka losing in that Raw women's match, I should have known that it would be impossible for Triple H to have lost the Raw men's match. And again, I blame you for that oversight. Uh, but again, that should have been brought to my attention. And I should have. It's not like I hid reducted. it from you. Uh, yes, I you didn't. Did. Clearly, I you, did not. You, you steered the conversation as you do on all of these shows. And, and you and you misdirected me <laughs> to not have that information. Part of my highly scientific equations that I use um, you know, to 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 run the numbers when I, when I predict the outcomes of these matches. So you, DC Matthews, you are to blame. Okay, well, I suppose you know, despite the fact that fact you won. Oh yeah, you know, well that's it goes although second. although I will argue one point. I will say that there were no losers in what I would call the match of the weekend, which was Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream. Alistair Black may have pinned Velveteen Dream, but Velveteen Dream is the star of not of that match necessarily. They were both stars, but he won. No, he got a, you know. No, he Alistair didn't. Black said his name. He did, yes, but ultimately, okay. So people have been way too effusive. First of all, I think about NXT Takeover War Games in general. But beyond that, this particular match, I agree with you that uh, the Velveteen Dream came out of that match looking like a million bucks. Yes. Absolutely. However, at this stage, I am not prepared to say anything other than Alistair Black made the Velveteen Dream look like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. It has to be that way. You don't You don't get made... Braun Strowman looked like an even bigger deal because Triple H looked like he was about to wet himself when being choked in the corner. You, yes, Triple H won, as Triple H's want to do, but he made Braun Strowman look like a bigger star because of it. Triple will, H and a garbage truck. You're absolutely right. Um, but I will also say about the Aleister Black Velveteen Dream match, it was a very good match. I do think it went on probably about five minutes too long. Um, my attention definitely was wavering by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, that little capstone there, uh, the little quick promo at the end by Aleister Black, I think was a fantastic way 
to wrap up that little uh, yes interaction. I, I, suppose, that's I, I think the match that's itself fair. was a little overlong. I enjoyed it. I didn't feel that way, but I could see why some people would. It was a lengthy match, and it, you know, it was, it it was. I loved it. It was my. It literally was my match of the week. And let's was talk that? about this for a second. Cassius okay. Ono and Lars Sullivan. Sure. That was a fair match at best. At best, it was, it was fine. It was I, fair. Yeah. Okay, I I liked it a little more than you do. I would I say. Some... I would say in terms of an NXT card. You know, if you want to call that, if you want, I don't know, I, it's maybe even a little below average, I would say, for an NXT show. Just going to say. Okay. Uh, Alistair Black and Velvety Dream, quite good, but again, a little over long. I would place it above average. Um, what other matches were there? Well, there, there's part of the problem right there. No, no, uh, no. The yep. Women's Fatal 4-Way. Uh, which was a fine match. But the least inspiring competitor, I think, won. Yeah. I I would have rather seen anyone else win. Yep, agreed. We predicted um, I predicted Nikki, you predicted Peyton. We had no problem with that. If they went with Kyrie Zane, I would have fine. been like I I would have thought it strange, but I would have been fine with it. Yeah. Ember Moon, it was I'm like, you're too late. Yeah. Like if she wasn't gonna beat uh-huh. Asuka. So they had a fine match that was capstone again by what I think is questionable uh decision making, I guess. Sure. Um Andre Cien Almas and um Drew McIntyre had an okay match, but I would say it was completely overbooked, having what's her name, Xena Warrior Princess get involved as many times as she did, I think was a little bit much. And of course the injury to Drew McIntyre also rather unfortunate. And frankly, again, I honestly think the wrong person won that match. I What's, don't see Andrade leading the men's division of NXT. I just what don't. is better to you, fine or okay? Because you've used you've used two words. I would say they're about would, average. Okay, they're both about the know. same. All right. So you you're you're going with. Average, you're going with five. No, because you said that Lars and Ono, which was fine. No, I said it was fair. fair. I'm going to need a ranking scale here. So fair, so slightly below average, above average, average, average. Okay, which leads us to War Games. Again, an overbooked spot fest, a match that un- ostensibly was supposed to leave me sold on the Undisputed Era, but a match in which there were so many different big power moves and things coming off the top of the cage. I think the real stars of that match were either Killian Dane or the Authors of Pain. Um, I don't. F- I saw nothing in that match, honestly, that left me a bigger fan of the Undisputed Era, despite their winning the entire match. Um, I think the story that they told us was that Adam Cole finds a way to win. Like, Adam Cole is a star because he finds a way to win in the same way that Ric Flair or Triple H, when he was in his heel run, found, you know, could sometimes find a way to win. Um, I don't know Dana, enough about Adam Cole yet to really Killian, have gotten that story. Killian Dane absolutely was the star of that match. The man hit a Van Terminator. He sure did. But I'd also like to, uh, you know, let's not discount here. I don't know if it's Occam or Razor, but one of them suplexed Adam Cole off the top of the damn cage. They were both good. I want to talk about the call-ups that we've seen, the seven of them that we've seen since Survivor Series. I know why. Yeah. Who's the seventh? The newest member of 205 Live. Oh, well, I still have no idea what that is. Hideo Itami. Uh, okay, yeah, you can fire him already. <laughs> not really. I don't want anybody yeah. to lose their jobs, but... Oh, man. Not really, no. but... And again, I, we'll get to that, but... Sure. I, expe- I expected the Authors of Pain to show up on either Raw or SmackDown. It was like, you didn't win. There's nothing else for you to do unless you're going to wrestle Sanity again. Well, they can, now they can have a babyface run, now that they're aligned with Roderick Strong. Okay. Now that, well, I'm what did saying, you think of what did you think of the them to do? What did you think of the shark cages? 
I was like, I don't know how on earth you're going to fit the Office of Pain into one of those shark cages. They did. Did you you appreciate did you appreciate Roderick Strong's uh, choice of outfit? He looked like an idiot. He looked like at one point, maybe they had considered dressing Paul Ellering in the same outfit as the Authors of Pain, and they happened to have that laying around. So they let Roderick Strong wear it for the night. That's, I mean, they looked like, uh, you know, Army Fatigue Green version of the shield. Um, I, I, I don't know. It just seemed. It was it was. So you were not. Oh, wait, we, we need to we need to give credit to Judge Doom. Alexander Wolf. OK. It's, Judge Doom. What's the what was the name of the guy from Roger Rabbit? Isn't that Judge yeah, Doom? It is, but yeah, I, I, I always think Alexander like Wolf looks like Christopher Lord in that movie with like the blonde little tuft of hair at the top and the wide eyes and. All right, I mean like I don't see it, be... but I'll, I'll let you have it. Okay, but yeah, so I'll I just him, want to say I will though, give him credit for he, the boy, the man. With boy is you know pejorative. Um, the man sliced his head open on that table. Something sure serious. He got stitches. At ringside, like the doctor was <laughs> reaching through the cage to give him stitches. And then he got up and kept wrestling. So I will give him credit for that. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, overall, War Games, I thought, was maybe like a C show. Everybody was okay. talking about it like it was an A. And I don't really see it. I don't see it I at would all. give it. I would give it a strong B to B plus, though I will freely admit I stopped watching once Ember climbed up to hit whatever her finisher is called the eclipse i got yes while i was watching the next morning i got up and left and just left it running and came back when i heard from the other room that andrade had won the title i didn't even bother watching that match apparently it was good no but i liked black versus dream a lot i liked that lars won i liked that uh, i liked war games yes it was a spot fest but that's what war games was it was always what that was going to be. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, so, but I, 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 again, I don't really feel like much actual storytelling was done. I mean, you can tell me what they were going for, and I, I, I get, I, I get it, but I don't. That's really, what I. That's, that's what, what I got I, from it. Well, and that's what I think they got from it. You know. Yeah. So okay, well, tonight on NXT, we're going to see Pete Dunne take on Johnny Gargano. It's the NX. It's the NXT after a pay per view, so no new stories will be told here. But it won't be long now before the next takeover, before the Rumble. Who would you like to be the next contender for the NXT title in Andrade Almas? Does McIntyre get his rematch? I don't see that. I don't care. I don't want to see Andrade Almas wrestle anybody. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the work. I just need him to drop the title, let vacant hold it. And somebody else, then we can, then I'll watch the matches again. But what he I'm really, saying, he does just, nothing for me. Nothing. What I'm saying is if you had to pick someone from NXT that you would like to see become champion, is it Aleister Black? I mean, I guess so. Although I think it's way too soon for it to be Aleister Black. So Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Lars sure. Sullivan. You want to pretend like Adam Cole is some big deal. Let's, uh, let's make him a big deal. Show Eric me Young. a reason why he should be a big deal. Sure, Eric Young, absolutely. Okay. I think it will be some, you know, I don't know that Andrade loses the title. You know, I, I think, think he's going to hold it for some time. I think he's going to hold it till Mania, and they'll crown a new champion at Mania. And maybe it's Adam Cole, and maybe frankly, it's And frankly, I'm not looking forward to half a year of his manager getting involved 14 times in a match. I Look, I've seen that lousy, awful booking a million times in the main roster. I don't need to see it. NXT was always a breath of fresh air because they never just fell back on those tropes. They just let it be. And you could argue with me, I suppose, that, oh, you want to say it's a pure wrestling product. Well, the manager bullcrap has actually been sort of lost these days. And that really is pure wrestling. And Whatever. I don't find it enjoyable. It's rote. I, and I don't need to see six six months or more of it. I just don't. I'm done with it. Let the guys wrestle. Okay. All right. It's okay. I know you're not going to get the Thanksgiving dinner you were hoping for, and I'm sorry for that. It's okay. 
It's not I, okay. if I if I knew how to make mashed potatoes, since I don't eat them, I'm not very good at making them. I would make you some. It's very kind of you. Thank you. Let's move to Survivor Series, which hopefully you enjoyed more. I heard there was a big party time. We have uh, our school district has decided to lump parent teacher conferences in with Thanksgiving week. So that's where my mind has been for the last 48 hours or so. Mm. Um, I was going to invite you to survivor series, but then on Saturday I had noted that you went to bed like before the end of NXT. And I said, well, if you can't stay up to watch NXT on a Saturday, something tells me he's not going to be too keen on coming over for Survivor Series when he has to work the next day. Yes. And I was up a little later doing conference forums and things. but it was, Yeah. But you but were busy working. GQ, GQ was there. The Arsacist and Rachel were there. It mm-hmm. was, a, it was mm-hmm. a party. A party. So because there was a group environment, did you enjoy Survivor Series more than NXT? I don't know. Probably. Although I'm trying to remember what I liked about... The thing I liked most about Survivor Series was I was batting a 1.0 up until the last match. That kept me going through that show like you won't believe. I was like, oh my god, I got another one? I can't, oh, how many is that? Oh, I can't remember what I predicted you. Oh my god, did, I think that's really what I said. It was, it was exciting. It was a good time. Well, to be fair, I don't recall you making a production for Elias and Matt Hardy. Nor well, that, was, that was on the pre-show. That doesn't count. Well, Kalisto and Enzo was on the pre-show. You producted that. Well, so you because you made me. I don't product you... pre-show. How did you feel when you heard that Owens and Sami Zayn were going to be on the pre-show? I didn't hear that. And in fact, I only knew it because I turned on the pre-show maybe 15 minutes before the start of the actual show and saw they were in the ring. And I said, oh, hey, they're wrestling. What? Well, that's, that's nice that they're actually on the card tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said to myself. I said, oh, that's okay. that's nice. They can't be in that much trouble then. And clearly not, because they showed up again in the main event and were the featured part of SmackDown. So obviously, you know, they're they're fine. Uh, Shield and New Day. What'd you think? Eh. I don't like the Shield. Okay. I don't like the New Day. But what, I mean. Let me ask you a question. If Asuka had never come to WWE, uh-huh. not even NXT, would we still be doing this show? I don't know. That's a no. <laughs> we might be Probably. podcasting. What else we do might we be have podcasting. to We might be podcasting, but I don't know that we'd be talking about wrestling. We'd Who be, knows? You know. Who knows? All right. Um, I think the next match after that one, I liked it. I thought Shield versus New Day was good. I enjoyed it. It made sense that the Shield won. Though I will note... And I didn't get as much hate on Twitter as I thought I would for this, mainly because I think most people have muted me. Um, Roman Reigns struggled to pick up Kofi Kingston for the powerbomb. And he didn't even, like, have to do the inverting lift. Like, Ambrose and Rollins lifted him up and handed him to Roman while on the top rope. And you could see him, like, visibly wince at the effort of having to hold this guy up for the triple powerbomb. And I've long since said this. There's a reason Roman Reigns does not have a legit power finisher, because he can't do it. He doesn't have the strength, and I'm not saying he's weak. Clearly he's not. But he doesn't have the strength that some other wrestlers do to be able to pick up a guy. The Samoan drop is all he's got. Yeah. For power moves. Think of every other move he's got. The drive-by, nope. Superman punch, nope. Spear, nope. Corner clotheslines, nope. He's got a Samoan drop, and that's it. Yeah, he doesn't seem very strong. Yeah, he's he's had this, he's had these issues before where he's tried to do power moves with other guys and either has failed or has really made it look arduous. And I don't think that's an act. I think it's just he's not... That sort of strong. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Raw women's or the, the Survivor Series women's match. Asuka and company versus Tamina and company. It was a good match. But I will say uh, instead of having Asuka take out the last two on her own, 
I honestly think she should have done the last three on her own. But, you know, that's fine. Small nit, small little nitpick, I guess. Did you did you notice that most people were just totally down on that match? Yeah, you, I know you no. don't. You don't pay super attention to Twitter. I but. I only follow uh, extremely rabid Oscar fans. So nobody complained about Oscar, but it was just there was there was some miscommunication. It was a tricky match to get through. There were some there were some awkward moments. Are there. you saying that there's a lot of untalented people who were in that match? Because I would agree with you. I'm not saying. I'm saying. Okay, not untalented. It, that's not fair. That's not I'm saying I mean. it was clear that they did that's not. not they did not have the time to really go through things. Okay. Like there was there was a moment where um somebody got pinned who wasn't supposed like they clearly were supposed to kick out, you know, it got transitioned into a submission hold, but the referee said they had already gotten pinned. Yeah, yeah. Just- that was Alicia Fox. Um she didn't actually pick up her shoulder, so instead of doing the transition, they just he just told her to get out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty bad botch, but again, Hey, that's your raw women's team captain. I don't know what to tell you. All right. I like Alicia Fox. Don't get me wrong. But again, I, in terms of wrestling ability, even wrestling ability, I will say, I don't think she's bad. No, but, but she's not on the level it, of it was. It was just there was some miscommunications and you've got 10 women in the ring from two different brands. So it's not like they've been traveling together for the last few weeks yeah. chatting about this. Right. True. So. Um, now I'm just going down the list from what we had. Miz versus Corbin, as expected. Yeah, whatever. Miz is gone. Uh-huh. He doesn't Off even have a title his movie. Anymore. Off to make his movie. Um, Charlotte versus Alexa, I liked a lot. I thought Alexa was in control way more than I expected her to be. Yeah, no, that was a good match. Bar versus Usos, very good, as fine. expected. Yeah, fine. Brock versus AJ. Excellent. There it is. Was that your match of the weekend? Would that would would you say that was your besides, you know, watching Asuka get to be Asuka? I don't know. Probably. It was really good. It was very good. I enjoy Brock Lesnar when he's being Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar being Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar really likes wrestling. He does. You can tell. And when he's in there with someone who can just go someone who can just go and, you know, in his mind, keep up with him without missing a damn beat. He starts to enjoy himself in a way that you don't always see. Mm-hmm. And it really brings out the best yes. in the beast. No, I, I, at one point he's like dragging him around. He was head banging, you know, the, head, the, 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 the part when he had crusher. him in the calf crusher and he just started wailing his head into the mat. Like that was, <laughs> That was so good. It was like, oh God, he's dead. He's killed him. It was, it was good. Yeah, no, it was, good. It was great. A really good match. Um, and then the the Raw versus SmackDown men's match had some good moments, but I don't recall the same. Like, you looked at the talent in there, and you were like, oh man, there's gonna be some amazing face-offs. I didn't no. feel like I got that as no. much. In fact, I, I and I really don't care for the pacing of that match, the way in which they basically just decimated Team SmackDown. I, I my favorite part besides Braun afterwards was Triple H and Bobby Roode trading spinebusters. I liked that. Yes, no, that was good. I liked that face off. And I mean, honestly, this is gonna probably be my piece of positivity for the week as well. So sorry to spoil it, but Braun Strowman standing in that ring. With that confused look on his face, like he was doing advanced calculus, (laughs) was just the most amazing piece of camera work I think I have seen in terms of WrestleSilly since, I don't know, something involving the the Festival of Friendship. I I don't know. There's a gif of him with just that look on his face and just the math. Coming across, and like it's that's it's so spot on it, brilliance, sheer brilliance. Braun Strowman, if you had told me that a few just when he debuted with the Wyatt family, I don't know how long that was two years ago now. If you mm-hmm. had told me that he was going to be the consistent, high, bright, 
brightest burning star of the WWE brand, I would have told you you were crazy. And you look at him now, like he's just this big, muscly guy. He, he, he Let's face it, he's not that great of a talker, but he doesn't have to be. No, Everything they've... they require him to do, they've minimized, they're, they're playing to his strengths as a performer, and, 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 and he's going above what they require of him. He, yes. The fact that he gave me that confused look, like it was silly in all of the right ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and then, and even, you know, you said he's not a great talker and he's not, but well, he's when he, when he's got triple H, he doesn't have and to he's, talk, but he, but then he said, if you ever, well, you'll true. never, it'll, you know, whatever he said, it'll be game over. Or you'll never play this game again. I was like, that's exactly what you want him to say. Yes. Like, that was a line from an action movie. Here's that the, the thing. Bad, Here's the thing. You know, Braun Strowman has become. We used to have this conversation quite a bit because you know, obviously, it, it's very it was very fashionable uh, for a while on this podcast and others to hate on Roman Reigns, and I like to think that we've gotten away from that to some degree. I mean, obviously, we were just critical of him a little while ago, but we were, I don't think we're hating on him anymore. So no, much it's a different sort of critical. criticism, right? But. But my point is, back when we were when we were maybe a little more harsh on Roman Reigns, the thing that we constantly said about him is not everybody has to be uh, the sarcastic action hero rock stand, and not everybody has to be, um, you, you know, this this quipping left and right fellow. You can just be a silent badass. You're physically imposing. You can just go in there and you can just have that look and don't say anything. Just destroy. I mean, everything that we wanted. Roman Reigns to be is what Braun Strowman has become. And on yeah. top of that, he's not just being silent. He's actually going a little bit beyond that. No. Again, in all the right silly ways. I understand that most people are of the belief that Roman Reigns will take the title off of Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I get that. That's the smart money. That's where the smart money lies. However, Roman Reigns opened that show. Braun Strowman closed that show. Yeah. Triple H got himself punked out to the point where it, I don't know if you saw the like the cell phone videos or whatever afterwards. No. But he's like laying in the ring. Stephanie comes to get him. She's helping him up. He falls back down. He oh, like I goes saw him up. walk into the Titantron. Yes. They yeah. like go over to like jaw at the announce table. And then they come back and he walks into the tight, like yeah. he, you know, and I get it. The The show itself was over. So he was just being goofy Triple he was H. it up, yeah. But still, like, he's never done that for Roman Reigns. No. So clearly WWE realizes what they have with Braun Strowman, where he is, he is one of your top guys. You, If you're building Roman and you want to build Braun Strowman with it, awesome. Absolutely. So, you know, again, and I liked Survivor Series. I liked NXT TakeOver. Uh, you know, both of them were fine shows. Both of them were good shows. I was happy. You know, I was hoping that there would be something that would completely take, you know, John Cena's presence was not really necessary. In it, could, that. it could have been Rusev. Like, the spot in which he was eliminated, the amount yeah. really that he, you know, contributed to the match, it really could have been anyone from the SmackDown roster. And I'm, I don't mean to necessarily say that as a complaint, right? Because for a long time, for a long time, the, the, the complaint was John Cena. Oh, there's Super Cena. Can't be beat. No. But I so saw like they're playing against that type, probably so that we don't have a complete revolt when he finally does win title 17. But I, I don't know, man. C Cena isn't looking very super Cena these days. And that's like I said, that's probably a good thing, but no, it doesn't it is, feel but, like but, Cena. Well, and it was the way they handled it. They handled it like, here's our guy. He's going to do it for us. And he didn't. And they didn't. I don't even remember either of the 17 guys who were on commentary for them. Right. Mentioning it. Like, I don't remember anyone saying he let him down. He let him down. By then it was just, you know, it was Shane and Orton against... Yeah. But either way, uh, you know, not my favorite Survivor Series match, but it didn't have to be. It was 
the bronze thing just made it. That was all I needed. It was good. So that brings us to this week in wrestling. Roman Reigns is the new Intercontinental Champion. He's uh, he's defeated The Miz. Again, I get it that with Brock being a part-time guy, Roman Reigns is now the champ. But it's a mid-card title. I'm okay with Roman Reigns being a mid-card champion. I guess so. I still don't really like how he won it. I understand that they wanted to write The Miz off. I understand that Miz is, is largely a, a, a sort of a cowardly heel character. So, of course, when he comes up against somebody who is a quote-unquote legitimate badass, of course, he's going to to lose. But in terms of build-up, in terms of the storytelling you told me, what I saw was on Miz TV, Roman Reigns came into the ring and said, I'm going to take that title because I like shiny things. And then he did exactly that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just sort of... So continuing, continuing the Kevin Nash comparison. Yeah. Because were you watching TNA yeah, oh yeah. with me when he had that promo where he was like, my wife loves gold. I got to win the gold because my wife loves gold. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the worst promos of all time. And again, I just sort of feel like, you know, this isn't fair for me to say because, you know, wrestling is scripted and they can push whoever the hell they want. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with pushing Roman Reigns ostensibly, but it just it does seem like that they just push him and they push him and they push him and he doesn't earn anything. And I don't I don't mean earning in terms of paying your dues as as a performer or whatever. I just mean even like in terms of purely creative, purely in terms of the storytelling. I mean, did he earn that match against the Miz? Did, did he have a back and forth feud? Did it take him a while? No, I mean, he was just presented as, I am going to take your title, and then he took the title. Like, I, there's just something not fulfilling no. about that and, storytelling. And now, I don't know who Miz has been feuding with. Is it Balor? Like, is he feuding with anybody right now? Because, you know, I get I get yeah. where WWE is coming from. He's going off to make his movie. Right. You can't blame so him you, for that. You, you know what get it off is. Him. I guess it would be Jason Jordan. Would you have rather had Jason Jordan win the Intercontinental title? I mean, I think it's better than what they're doing with Jason Jordan now. Well, yes, but the the part I'm making is the last person I remember them is feuding with was... Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you could have randomly done a nice, hey, Matt Hardy wins an Intercontinental title, cool. But even that, again, would... To my point before, it would, there wouldn't have been a bill no, there. Just but the po- the point remains, it was somebody. It just happened to be Roman, I guess. You yeah, know. I guess. But so. yes, I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. But then again, I also like when the match, you know, if you remember the Jack Tunney days, President Jack Tunney in the 90s, a lot of matches were made kind of just because they were made. Like, they're, you no, know. it's true. So, um, I don't think there was anything major that happened on SmackDown besides... The Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. With I don't know what happened, though. It seems. Get up. Well, I don't. I don't I'm not, it's red, yes. But honestly, it looked more to me like they had stolen Jeff Hardy's ring gear with those ar- compression arm and yeah. the mesh. And the, yeah, I mean, they just looked like oversized Hardy bro- brothers. I, did, I do remember boys. tweeting that. I saw a picture of them from the live event, and I'm like, it's like Kane and Jeff Hardy's costumes had a baby. Yeah. Um, they're goofy. And yeah. The biggest news, I suppose, besides the, the title change, is the fact that we have six new members of the Raw and SmackDown women's division. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a well, random assortment. Five. Right. And a return. <laughs> five new. Yeah. So so on Raw, Paige, Mandy Rose, and the other girl, Sonya Deville, Cruella Deville. I don't know what her name is. Sonya, Sonya, something like that. Sonya Deville. Yeah, DeVille. And then on SmackDown, it's Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan. I don't know. Um, I, I understand what they're doing. I do get what they're doing. Okay, they're building, what are they doing? They're building the roster for the Royal Rumble. They're gonna have we're gonna have a women's Royal Rumble. I guess so. Have you I mean, I have not been watching much NXT, but I will say I've been watching Takeover. Uh has Sarah Logan ever had a match? Sarah Logan was in the Mae Young Classic. Uh-huh. This is, I believe, Crazy Mary Dobson. It so is. she's got the the indie. I'm crack. aware. 
She's wrestled a couple of times on on NXT weekly television, but no, you know. Don't you think it's very strange to have what is, again, ostensibly uh, uh, a minor leagues, a training ground where you bring people in uh, under the guise of, well, we're going to teach you our style and we want you to get used to, you know, you know, the sort of uh, ring presence awareness promo business that that, that we um, you know, demonstrate here. And don't, don't you think it's very strange to, to take someone like, like Sarah Logan, who again has maybe done a handful of televised matches for the WWE and then to suddenly put her on the main roster, regardless of how talented and how much experience she might have. I mean, that didn't stop Finn Balor from spending a year in NXT or Samoa Joe or Shinsuke Nakamura or anyone else for that matter. So why is it okay to just shove these people up to the main roster to die? Especially when you've got people like Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, whom, you know, again, I won't say they obviously they didn't spend any time at the top of their division. They've never held the women's championship or anything, but they've been around. They've developed characters. I couldn't tell you what Sarah Logan's character is. And I can tell you from this week, apparently, that Ruby Riot is now a heel, despite spending her entire tenure in NXT as a face. I don't I don't understand the decision making of pulling these people up to the main roster uh, when they haven't had any time to develop a character or learn the style and that or 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 for someone who did have a character to then completely change it to now uh, a character that she has not proven that she's able to make work in any sort of way. I just don't understand what sort of foresight you have with these talents to, to, to simply push them to the main roster. Yes. Maybe they're trying to short term build to this Royal rumble match, which is fine, but I don't know, man, that just seems short sighted to me when you could take these people, spend a little bit more time developing them. All I'm saying is it seems like you're building your, 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 you're increasing the chance of simply making the next Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is extremely athletic. Her her no-hands cartwheel twist splash that she does is incredibly impressive as a wrestling maneuver. But she has no character. She de- she developed no 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 real wrestling skill. And I know it's a little bit different here because she she she's an athlete, but she doesn't have the wrestling experience that some of these girls have. But again, just character-wise, she's floundering in a similar way that I'm now afraid these people are going to. What is up with that? Why is why don't you think this is extremely short-sighted? No, and but if you shut up, I'll tell you. <laughs> yes, it, I I understand what you're saying, but let me let me go. This is what I think is happening. Yes, the Royal Rumble's coming up, and you need depth to do a Royal Rumble. That's number one. So that and if that was the only reason, yes, that would be incredibly short-sighted. However, you've got Ember Moon as your champion, and obviously, apparently, there was some moment where like Peyton had Nikki Cross pinned or something. So I think clearly Peyton and Billy are gonna be Ember Moon's first challengers, probably with Nikki Cross in there somewhere as well. So they have a purpose in NXT right now. As much as I would have enjoyed seeing them get called up. It wasn't going to happen. So what I think did happen is the NXT people and probably the WWE people sat down and looked at the NXT roster and said, okay, who are we, where are we going? And we've got Kyrie Zane, Bianca Belair, Mercedes Martinez. We're pretty, you and I aren't necessarily huge fans of these three, but those three are kind of big deals right now in NXT, plus any of the other May Young Classic people that they wind up signing in the near future, plus Nikki Cross, plus Peyton and Billy. So you've got these people like Liv Morgan, like Mandy Rose, like Sonya Deville, where they're like, we're not going to do anything with you in NXT. You're going to serve no purpose except to go do Florida house shows. Let's send you up to the main roster. I don't get it. I don't understand why we had to pick a dark-haired leader with a blonde and a brunette. I'm not sure why they, like, even just the look-wise, it's almost identical. But let's send you up to the main roster. Let's provide some depth. 
I don't think we're going to get an all-female show at some point, but now they certainly have the talent. There's 11 women on the female rosters for Raw and for SmackDown. That's 22 of them. They could figure, you know. Um, so, yeah. do Am I worried that they're going to wind up being the next Dana Brooke? Absolutely. Do I think that after the Royal Rumble, Dana Brooke, Mickey James, you know, some of these talents are going to be future endeavored? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Dana Brooke's WWE career lasts until the Tuesday after the Royal Rumble. And then she's probably gone. Maybe Mickey James transitions to more of a trainer role down in NXT. Who knows about Alicia Fox or, you know, any of the other Tamina any of the other kind of afterthoughts of the current WWE roster. But, you know, it was just very strange to me that both rosters had three women that all had similar qualities show up and attack everyone. I'm like, is this an NXT invasion that's just starting very oddly? Like, did we miss something here? I, you know, but again, I, you know, I like Sarah Logan. I think she's talented. Um, I'm not wild about Liv Morgan, though the fact that she's on the same roster as Carmella kind of is entertaining to me. I like Ruby Riot. And, you know, are they really going to be heels? Are we going to suddenly start cheering for Natalia? Are we going to suddenly start cheering for Alexa Bliss because she's fighting off Paige? I don't think so. I think they're going to be cheered when they're wrestling certain people and booed when they're wrestling other people. Well, I don't know. The women on SmackDown attacked Naomi... And Becky Lynch and Charlotte, really. I mean, Natalia was there too, I guess, but. I suppose that's true. That's true. I also think it's interesting that we're back to the three women squads. Oh, God. Like, and, and, and I, I, I tweeted this out and I understand that it's already happened, but it's, you've got Paige, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. I'm like, are we going with the PMS angle? Is it Paige, Mandy, Sarah, or Sonya? PMS? Is that what we're doing? No. Are they going to be the pretty mean sisters? Is that what we're Come doing? Come on. So let me ask a, you a question. It's now. a stable that has already happened in WWE. What that has were, already what been were a your thing. feelings seeing Paige come out on that entrance ramp and take a microphone? What were your first I was, thoughts? I was delighted. Delighted. I she she went from being a disappointment to a, I was just presuming it was going to end tragically to now it's a, it could be if they wanted to spin it this way, it could be a redemption story. And I was happy for her and she clearly enjoyed it, which was then weird that she showed up with two other people and then kind of did heelish thing. Yes, I agree. So she needs again. to stop doing the tongue thing. Just saying, it wasn't funny when Miley Cyrus did it two years ago. You can stop doing it now. Okay. I, you know, I'm I'm interested. I have an interest in the women's division. They're obviously going to start telling us a a big women's division story almost across brands hey, here. They want to start a women's uh, show. I, I will watch it. Ladies and gentlemen. Thursdays on the WWE Network. Be sure to tune in to Asuka and Friends. <laughs> I would watch that for sure. Um, let's get to our emails, because we do have some. The emails. Uh, the emails. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Oh, man. Pop's going to be disappointed, because we're recording early because of the holiday. He's, well, he's going to be bummed. He hey, missed man, out. You sent out fair warning. I tweeted it out a couple times. I know. So, Pop, you're right. no one to blame but yourself. It's true. First one comes from... Chris Hawk. I'm going to make you read this one. All right. This is from uh, C underscore Hawk. No one cares. Um, Since it is Thanksgiving. You haven't even read it yet. That's rude. C underscore Hawk 1994. That is his actual Twitter name. And I'm sure he's a lovely guy with a remarkable singing voice. Uh, Since it is a Thanksgiving tradition, I would like to say that I am thankful that the leader of the dock side was brought back into the podcasting world. And we aren't forced to listen to pontificasts or whatever he should he who should not be named calls them. <laughs> so I hope everyone has has a happy Thanksgiving. And again, that's Chris uh, C underscore Hawk. Go fuck yourself. That's his name. Rude. 
<laughs> Rude. Seahawk, buddy, thanks for the well wishes. You have yourself a happy Thanksgiving as well. I don't hope you choke on a chicken leg or turkey leg. I don't. But I hope somebody says something so surprising that gravy shoots out your nose. That's what I wish for you. This next one comes in from Mitchell Monroe. Oh, Mitchell, I've missed you. So, what do you make of the new women's call-ups? I really got to read these first. Yeah. While not a call-up, it's amazing to have Paige back. Past that, other than Asuka and Ember Moon, I've been out of the loop on women's wrestling in NXT. I've heard rumblings of Ruby Riot. I remember Sarah Logan was great in the Mae Young Classic, but I'm out of the loop on the others. So what do you guys think? Good thing, bad thing? Too soon to call them up? Does NXT still need them? Can the main roster properly use them? All the questions and happy Thanksgiving. Again, Mitchell Monroe. And that's what, at the uh, Gift of Podcast? Yeah, at Gift of Podcast. Um, I, I think we've, it's an interesting thing. It's a curious thing. Uh, Doc Manson is worried that it is a bad thing. I am hoping it is a good thing, which seems about right with this show. I'm hoping it's a good thing. Well, okay, good. I'm just doubtful. And no, NXT does not need them. Because when was know. the last time you saw Mandy Rose Russell? I know, but I really do think. I know you made a point about you know having Billy and Peyton be involved there, but it could have just as easily been them. And then you could have had Ember Moon start facing Sarah Logan and and Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose and actually have these people build like. Don't get me wrong. I, don't, Mandy I will say Rose this. Is so, Mandy will, Rose is solely because she's on Total Divas. That's the only reason yeah. she got caught. I mean, I will say this. In the past, you know, when they've taken people from NXT, we've complained about them just, you know, decimating the roster. And then they have to be in a build-up phase again. I mean, I will say this time they got around that, right? They took people that were maybe not as well established in NXT, brought them up to the main roster. So it's not yeah. really having an effect on NXT. But I... Yeah. I, I am concerned for the effect that it may have on these people's careers. If we had seen Paige bring up Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot as her duo, A, it would have made more sense. Like, that's that looks like a stable to me. Mm. Uh, and then if Carmella had brought up – this is what I expected. I expected Carmella to cash in successfully because Billy and Peyton helped her do it. And so now Carmella's got this iconic duo as, like, hangers-on sort of thing. Um I think that would have made more sense, too. And we'll see. You know, if in three weeks this makes absolutely no sense and they've just lost, then, yeah, we'll come back and reflect. I'd like to just point out, because I just remembered as you said it, uh, Carmilla still has the Money in the Bank briefcase. She has. She she does. Money in the Bank's going to be a, a dual brand pay-per-view it's now one of the big it's now the big five good rumble mania SummerSlam, survivor series money in the bank does that mean there's going to be four money in the bank matches now two men bill, ne bill neville of the nai wrestling network uh thinks there should be i disagree i also I, disagree but i i it would be okay with me if there was one men one women and they yes. were from both rosters thank you that'd five be from each show yeah. or four from each show that'd be fine. that's exactly what i would do all right, last email comes from our one of our besties from overseas. Check. Hey guys, after the debut of the tremendously wrestle silly gimmick of the Bludgeon Brothers on SmackDown this week, I wondered, as you are both fans of the wrestle silly world, if you could create a wrestling character that was full on wrestle silly, what would he slash she be? Name, look, attire, theme music, props, gimmick, etc. Hope yourselves along with Mrs. Manson. Mrs. Matthews and GQ all enjoyed the weekend of wrestling. All the best. Che. Well, thank you. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it first here, DC. Uh, this email sounds to me like an entire episode of DC and Doc Talk. So I think we should probably save it, uh, you know, for one of those. I will write it down if you if you mean it. We can actually like I will make a point of actually going through and trying to. Will you? Yes. Or should we just answer it now? Like I I'm tried to do with, with Glenn's last email. I would happily do either. It depends on if you have a wrestle silly character right off the top of your head that you can provide to us. 
Do you have one, or will you need time to ruminate on this? Well, what do you think is the silliest profession? The problem with this is they've done it all. Nope. Like Duke the Dumpster Jersey, uh, Isaac Yankum DDS. Like we've had a wrestling dentist. We've had a wrestling plumber, T.L. Hopper. His last name was Hopper. Um, You know, we've done a lot of these things before. Okay, well, what if – what if – since this is a Wrestle Silly character, what if he were literally a clown? Like he could come out in like, you know, blue multicolored jumpsuit thing and maybe green have like wig. green hair, right? And, you know, he'd have the, 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 paint. the paint on the face, a little red nose. You probably, you probably would want to paint that on, not have a actual honker. That could be dangerous in a, in a wrestling ring. And, you know, maybe we could give him uh, a little sidekick of some kind, um... Maybe like a a mini me version. Uh, no. Yeah, it would never work. No, you're right. Um. Yeah, I think the the hard part is they've done a lot of the wrestle silly, and when you try to be wrestle silly, it often doesn't work. Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm still a big fan of the hot dog cart by Dean Ambrose, and that was clearly an overt attempt to be silly, I think. Yeah. You know, was Eugene Russell Silly? Yes, but was it intended to be Russell Silly? I don't know. I think it was. I would hope so. Otherwise, it's just all sorts of horrible. Yeah. Santino. Again. That was intentional Russell Silly. You know, you could come up with the like a Mr. Magoo style character who wins despite like he winds up like tripping over somebody and like you know, he trips the referee gets a bump, he trips over the referee, lands on the guy and pins him. Okay, so let's imagine for a minute that uh this character uh let's say he is let's say his job is he's a wrestling booker. Maybe he he makes matches or he runs the company and let's say that he is a total Mr. Magoo character and like his whole thing is people come and they pitch ideas to him and he says nah, nobody would get that! That's ridiculous! Bring me a burrito! And he's just bumbling around and making all sorts of terrible decisions that nobody in a modern audience would actually want to see. What if that was his entire character? And what if like his his theme music was like, I don't know, something like 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 no chance. That's what you got. What what if we what if it was like this whole thing? He could do this big power walk thing on the way to the ring. He could wear a big zoot suit thing. He could look completely like jacked up and ridiculous. I think that would be a really cool character to have on, on on wrestling television. See, and I was waiting for you to go the other way, where like he would be like almost like a commissioner, and he would set up a little office like Lucy from the Peanuts gang, where you know, and he would have a gavel and make his decisions, and he would you know, well, his let's, head let's, would let's, be. Let's, have, let's be honest, that would never work. <laughs> I uh, you know it's interesting. It the problem with wrestle silly is that once you start going silly, you get you enter into areas that have already you know we've seen the voodoo guy, we've seen the wrestling undertaker, we've seen. It's one of those things where I don't know that I could create a wrestle silly character because it's it's sort of like lightning in a bottle, right? Wait, yeah, lightning in a bottle, yeah, catching lightning in a bottle. Sure, um, I know it when I see it. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like fine art anywhere. You know it when you see it, but you can't necessarily describe. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, because I think if you tried to. They thought somewhere in the back of their mind that selling travel brochures to Puerto Rico. Would work. They thought taking two huge, scary, intimidating guys with ratty-ass beards and giving them prop store hammers was going to be intimidating or badass. I understand that the the WWE political machine is aligned in many ways with the current administration, but don't you think there's just a natural opening for the Cologne brothers, who are still employed, by the way, to again Not redo their redo their characters to come talk about 
like being the forgotten ones. No. Because you don't think so? The Cologne too, brothers too have had too many chances at this point. As you said, the next round of releases, I think you'll see them. I, you know, if they, if NXT, if NXT can get rid of a lot of these women so easily, they could easily send Roddy Strong, Cassius Ono, Office oh, of Pain. No! Like, there's a, there's a good amount of guys they could, again, move up. You know, I'm wondering if the next round of releases is going to be a, a, a big one. A big one. A big one. Um, speaking of which, well, no, trying to get it all away from this. You've mentioned it already. Your piece of positivity, Braun Strowman, trying to do advanced math in his head. Absolutely. It's so good. It was such a good look. Such a great moment. Uh, um. I know you you were not as big of a fan as I was, but I will, again, throw some props to the Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black. You know, I, I don't know what the long-term future of the Velveteen Dream character is. Nothing. But, there is no long-term future of that character. But the guy, you know, they're going to find something to, to do with Patrick Clark. Wearing sunglasses that cover his third eye. I would, I, if they marketed those, I might buy a pair because it just, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. It's the and stupidest thing I've maybe ever seen in a wrestling. <laughs> so, game. so would that be your wrestle silly? Someone who. It's that, that to me is like, if you were trying to design a wrestle silly character, it would look like that. It would end up looking like the Velveteen. Girl. No, it would look like Adam Rose. Remember Adam Rose? Who? Adam Rose. They found one good song and decided that they could build an entire character out of him. Leon Kruger? Leo Kruger. Whatever. Leo, Leon, same thing. Short for Leon. I don't think that's true. Yes, it is! Anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out to Gobble Gobble? (laughs) You're gonna what? (laughs) It's Thanksgiving, Gobble Gobble. Okay. Uh, same time next week, maybe I think, plus a day. I think you should live tweet the meal tomorrow. Uh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you're not allowed to pull your phone out at the table, but I would like to know what the Thanksgiving spread looks like. I'll try to. I'll try to sneak a snap for you. Thank you. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Like us. Pay, give us. Give us praise. Give us attention. We will see you around the neighborhood.